So why is Adam called the first millionaire? And what does that have to do with you and your business and your life? And how can you learn from what Adam did? Well, he didn't really do anything, but how can you learn from Adam's story in the Bible and his creation and what it has to do with your business. Y'all, my name is Kathy McReynolds and I am the founder of Bible Business Academies. Academy. I Man, I can't talk today. I'm the founder of Bible Business Academy, where we help you build a business with biblical principles. Today, we're going to talk about why is Adam called the first millionaire and what that has to do with you. And your business and your life. So tune in, follow me, and we can make that happen. So guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and get everything shared out. So if you can do me a favor also, if you can hit that share button. And today we got some great stuff to talk about. I, I like I can't. So as we go through this, we're doing a series. So if you are just now tuning in and you didn't catch last, oh, maybe it was the week before last we did, or no, it was actually last week. We did a series last week on um, the millionaires of Genesis. And so for the first quarter, a little portion of the first quarter, we're going to be diving into uh, the different millionaires, the different billionaires, and the millionaire is in the Bible, in the first book of the Bible. And Whenever you're looking at building a business and you're looking at getting something done, it's so important to do it God's way, to do it the way that he said to do it. So that's why we're doing this series so you can learn. And I, we always say as we, as we teach it, we're learning as well. And we're all going through this process of becoming who God created us to be. So let's start it out and do me a favor and let's um, hit that share button. I'm going to go ahead and share this out to one of our groups. And then I also am going to share this out to a page. So if you guys can do me a favor and do the same thing. If you know someone out there needs to un wants to build a business and they want to do it with biblical principles, then you definitely want to share this with them. You can send it to them in Messenger. You can share it to their page and you can save it. But grab your pen, grab your paper, and we're going to dive into this today and have a great time uh, for the Lord and all for his glory and purpose. So I'm going to go ahead and switch over to our PowerPoint here and get everything started. So again, today, is, guys, I want to welcome everybody out. We're going to talk about why Adam, is Adam called the first millionaire? And we are studying the millionaires in the book of Genesis. So this is episode number two. If you have not seen episode one about the millionaires in the book of Genesis, make sure you catch that on YouTube. You can watch that there. So, uh, and the scripture that we're coming from today is Genesis 1:27. So God created man in his own image In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. That's what we're going to dive in today and talk about. So I'm excited to share this information with you. 
And uh, in hopes that you learn. So grab a pen, grab a paper. And if you have a desire to start or scale your business and you want to do it with biblical principles, you have found yourself in the right place. But make sure you go back and catch that first series before you watch this one. And you can find that on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, but just go to YouTube and make sure you hit that subscribe button so that as we put these out, you can always catch them, any trainings that we do. And also, guys, if you have questions as you go through this for comments, make sure you put them in. I cannot see them while I'm doing this, but we will go back to the end uh, at the end and I will look at all comments. And also, if you're catching this during the replay, we will always answer any questions or comments that you have during the replay. So today, here's what you're going to discover why Adam is called the first millionaire. And the question is, is every person a millionaire? What wealth lessons can we learn? from Adam? And how do people emerge from that hard work consciousness? Uh, uh, and like, I, I guess you know, something I'm going to share with you all at the very end. So make sure you stick around because this example that I'm going to share with you should like remove this hard work consciousness that most people have. We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about why call people millionaires. And are you afraid of the word millionaire, rich, being wealthy? Like, does that bother you? Do you have anxiety about it? Do you feel uncomfortable with it? See, these are just a few of the questions that will emerge as I begin to do this research on the millionaires of Genesis. And tonight we're going to dive deep into the life of Adam and what it means for us today in the world of business. See, the scripture can be used for any and everything. So if you're going to use it, also use it for your business and definitely stick around to the end, guys, because you're going to get an exclusive access to a proven system for launching a six-figure online business. And we also have resources. We're also going to, we want to, whenever you join our course or our membership or academy, we want to send you out a free gift right to your door. And here's the importance of that. Not only will we give you something exciting and that you can use, but we also want to send you some free training. So it will help you to grow in your faith and your finances. And that's our goal at Bible Business Academy to help you grow in your faith and finances. It's the reason why it started so that you can have a life that's geared towards God. He is your number one focus. And let me tell you, when you make that decision to go all in with God, you will have more fun, more freedom, and more fulfillment than anything else. Like you just don't, like I can't even explain it, but let me tell you, you live in a life of bliss. Those things happen, absolutely, but you learn to, uh, you, you just learn to handle things in a different kind of way. So if this is your first time tuning in to me, I want to say welcome. My name is Kathy. I am from Akron, Ohio, y'all. And just a little bit about me so you can say why we're listening to this lady. I always like to say I grew up shy sheltered and in church basically six days a week. My mom was a minister. Dad was a football coach. I left home at the rifle age of 19, moved to the D.C., Baltimore, Boston, and Pittsburgh area. So we have anyone from any of those areas, give me a woo-woo or something, thumbs up, uh, praise, I don't care what it is. Just put it in the comments, let me know where you're from. Author, international coach, and trainer. And I always say I'm just that introvert who loves to win by perfect, by no means, but guaranteed to take action towards the, the dream.
dreams and visions that God hand to advisors. Guys, I've made money, lost money, and always have a desire to build and grow and to become more. You can pick up our book. It is available on Amazon. It's called uh, Bible Business Secret. Here's a copy of it right here. So you could definitely pick that up. If you get it from us at BibleBusinessAcademy.com uh, forward slash book, you can actually get it for free on there. And we also will send you a gift. And then we also have our four-in-one planner that's also available on Amazon, or you can go to believeandgrowrich.org and get a discount for it, plus some bonus trainees. So although we love Amazon, we want to send you through our systems to make that happen so that we can also give you some additional gifts for that. And before I forget, and we dive into the uh, to the presentation today, my invitation to you is if you have a desire to grow your business and you know that you want to do it God's way, or you haven't even thought about it, but it's like, oh, how do you do that? Go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com and you can get some information. You, you'll get a free report that you can download and you'll get some information on our membership and our academy. Our entire goal is to help people create success the way God says it should be done and to seek him first and to grow that and to grow the kingdom. And but and this is why we come on here to be able to share our journey with you as we grow and as we learn and as we bring this out to help you to become who God created you to be and to do his will, to let you know you're not alone. You have people out there who think like you think, want what you want. And if you, if we all get together to make it happen, man, can you imagine how awesome the kingdom is going to be? So let's go ahead and dive into today why Adam is called the first millionaire in the book of Genesis. So the creation of the world, this is where we're going to start right in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the faces of the waters. Of course, that's coming from Genesis 1 and 2. And God said, I want you to pay attention to that. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Guess what? And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures, creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. Guess what he did in twenty in Genesis 1 and 24? And God said, are you getting that pattern there? Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth after the kind. And so it was. See, and then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the, 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 the earth. When God said it happened, that was the creation of the world. And guess what, guys? 
that could be the creation of your business as well. And so God created man in his own image. It goes on in Genesis 1:27 to say, so God created man in his own image and the image of God created he, him, male and female created him, he, them. That's important for you to know and understand that we are created in God's image. And, and, and in verse 28, it says, and God blessed them. And God said, God said again, right? And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So when God said something, it happened. And in 29, it says, and God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of yielding seed to you, it shall be for me. So think about this. At the creation of the world, in the beginning, God said it and happened. God said it and happened. So what can we learn from that when we're building our business? We have to we have to take that same mindset and we're made in his image and his likeness. And, and you know, there are scriptures that said, you know, you could have, Jesus said, you can have more power than, and do more wonderful things than I did when I was here. And God said is the key phrase that you should take as a biblical principle and use that in your life and in your business. See, the phrase, let there be light, is a translation, the Hebrew phrase, yeah, yeah, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, Yaha, yeah, Yahweh, or which was translated fiat lux in Latin. A literally tra a literal translation would be commanded something like light exists. So you say you want a business, like I said after you guys, if you hear my story, that Bible Business Academy wasn't something that I wanted to do. I've been in business for over 25 years. I've had online business, but God kept speaking to me as saying, this is what I need you to do in this season. And I finally became obedient. And then it, it now we have Bible Business Academy with different academies, with different, you know, merchandise, with books. We have all like, so it exists now. So when you say something like light exists, business exists, if you believe and you have faith and you understand the power of the words that are coming out of your mouth, you know that it will begin to exist. See, God is speaking into the void and commanding light to coming into being. And that's what you want to do with your business. You want to speak and begin to say of something that is not even there of what you want it to become. And it will manifest. This is how I manifested so many different businesses over the years. I said, okay, guess what? We're going to start this. Okay, guess what? We're going to start this. We're going to do this. I said it. And then we did it and it, it happened. And that's the key right there. And did, was there oppositions where there's times when you want to quit and you don't want to do it? Absolutely. But I want you to know 
where your strength comes from, where where the when how the word you can use that to keep you going when it doesn't seem like it's humanly possible or feasible or reasonable to keep going. The Bible tells us that God created the heavens and the earth and everything else that exists by simply speaking them into existence in Genesis one. So I'm saying to you the same thing about your business. If you want to get a business started or you want to grow your business, you have to speak it to into existence, into what it says. And those are some of the things that we cover in our academy and we help you to be able to do that. See, his personality is, is about power, it's about creativity, it's about beauty. And all of that was expressed in creation and in, in creating things and making things happen in the same way as you as the entrepreneur can use your personality, your belief, your personal attributes to create your business. See, the idea of light existing at first in God's mind was given with the words like, let there be light or let light exist. So if you can just say, let my business exist, just me saying that gives me an energy to know, okay, this is going to exist. This is going to happen. And you get so excited about that, that it keeps you moving. See, the creative powers of God's voice can also be the creative power of your voice when you just speak his word and use his word because his word will not come back void. It will be what it is. The reality of the creative powers of God's voice has important spiritual implications that go well beyond the creation account itself. Like it, like Sometimes you can't even understand half of it, but once you keep going, he gives you that understanding as you are ready to receive that understanding. Light is often used as a metaphor in the Bible and the word illumination, divine enlightenment of the human heart with the truth. It, it has to do with bringing things to light, bringing things to exist and calling things as though they are as though you want them to be. When God said, let there be light at the creation and light appeared, it showed God's creative power and absolute control. And guess what? You who are watching there, you have absolute 100% control over the success or failure of your business, of it getting started, of creating it. And it all starts with that belief, those words and saying it and, and making it happen. So I want you to use that same illumination from your heart to build the business that you desire from your heart so that you can serve others and help them solve their problems. Because the moment you accept the fact that when you say you want something, you then will begin to have the power. You immediately have the power to bring that into existence. A lot of businesses that go undone or a lot of business owners who quit way too early or who give up way too early, or who never get started because of fear, all of that will be removed. So don't cheat yourself. Don't cheat the people that you are supposed to serve. Don't cheat your family by providing them a lifestyle that God had already called upon you to be able to have. He said, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. So you have to, you have to, you have to go get 
your blessings. You have to go get what was yours. It's right there for you. It, you don't have to go make it. You just got to go get it. So don't make the mistake that I made in the beginning that many other people have made and, and, and are making. Let's end these mistakes. Let's stop doing this. This is why we come on here. This is why we're talking uh, about the biblical principles and the Bible in hopes that if there's someone that's teetering, like, okay, can I serve God and also have a business? You know, yes, you can. Or if they're, or they're saying like, how can I implement biblical principles into building a business? This is why we show up here to show you that any and everything that you want to do on the face of this earth, God can and should be a part of it. So you have to study the power. You got to study the word. You got to meditate it on day and night. You got to study the power of thought and prosperity from a spiritual angle. Study business from a spiritual angle. Study the power of thought as it relates to prayer and building a business, becoming a millionaire in, in any facet of your life. Like, do not cheat yourself. Get what God has for you. Get it all. Like, everything like you got to be like i'm coming god to get everything that you have for me so when you meet him in the kingdom and you're it's like well done my good and faithful servant you fought the good fight to the end in timothy 3 16 it says all scripture not just some but all scripture is god breathed brave and is used for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness so do you need to be taught about some a business philosophies of uh, how to build a business, how to market, how to advertise, how to sell, how to do all of that stuff, how to be strategic and plan stuff. Do you need to be taught about that? If you don't know that, then yes, you have to be taught on how to do that. Can the Bible give you the basic principles? Yes. And here's why I love implementing biblical principles and using the Bible to do that is because it never changes. The word will remain the same. It will never change. So the philosophies that you have, you can always use them. I remember as we were we were coming up and I started my first financial service office. We like had Bible study during that time as well, like a long, long time ago. But I remember when things were going rough and I just didn't get it. Like I would just go sit in the corner uh, in my car of our parking lot and I would just start reading the word. And it wasn't that I even had the understanding that I have now, but I knew that answers lied in the Bible. I knew the answers lied in God. I knew that peace would come from that just because of my upbringing right? Upbringing, train a child as you want them to go and they won't part, right? Even if they part, they will return. So you have to, and look, that's a little side note for anybody who's watching and they have kids. But my mother and I was just talking about that today, how it's so important that we got to get God back into the households and back into the families, back into, um, you know, teaching these kids the, the love of God and his goodness and what he is about and how we're supposed to serve. That's just a bonus side note training, y'all, but that is so important. 
that we got to get that back in there. So let me get back to here. Why is Adam called the first millionaire? Adam is described as first millionaire because his prosperity story is found in the early chapters of Genesis. He might also be con considered the allegorical millionaire. In the first 11 chapters of Genesis, These, this is where it's considered this, the symbolic allegories or legends, which were universally known to the ancient people long before the time of the Hebrews. And if you're wondering, because you see I'm messing up how you even said the allegory, um, how, what it is or how you say it uh, properly, if you follow me, you know I'm always going to the definition in the Webster 1828 dictionary. So if you um, are looking at words, I love to use this one because um, nine times out of 10, they're always referencing the Bible. This was before they took the Bibles out of the schools and out of everything and out of the world and all of that stuff. It's just, you know, it, 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 well, that's a whole nother subject we can get on. But all, all allegory is, is the figurative sen sentence of discourse in which the principal subject is described by another subject resembling it in its properties and circumstances. So the principal subject is thus kept out of view. Okay, so you can't see the principal subject. And we're left to collect the intentions of the writer or speaker by the resemblance of the secondary to the primary subject. Allegory is in words that um, holographics are as in painting. We have a fine example of uh, allegory in the, um, the 80th Psalms in which God chosen people are represented by a vineyard. So he's using, like, you know, when Jesus tells a, a lot of stories, he uses a lot of parables, right? So the distinction, and there's a reason why I'm reading this. I'm about to get to this. Why you? Because to me, you know, in all that I get, if you got to get understanding, so we have to get deep into these definitions of something so that everything else will make sense. So if that makes sense to you, drop, give me a thumbs up. Let me know um, how you feel about that in the comments. So the distinction in scripture, okay, between a parable. And an allegory is said to be that a parable is a supposed history and the allegory is a figurative description of real facts. An allegory is called a metaphor. So when you guys hear the word metaphor, that's what an allegory is. The following line is in a Virgil is an example um, in the Virgil is, is an example in an allegory. So. You can go read the Noah's Webster dictionary, but I want you to know like it's a metaphor and you got to be able to use that in that way. And so this is why Adam is considered the metaphor of a millionaire and the reason why we're studying him as one of the millionaires in the book of Genesis. See, ancient allegories contain some of the greatest success symbology and, and you know, success leaves clues. Successful people, when you look at what they did, you can always learn something. The Bible always talks about seeking wise counsel and learning from the people who came before you. And, and you know, and I know, like, I, as soon as I said that, I thought about in the book of Job, where uh, one of his friends said, you know, I didn't say anything because I thought all y'all was wise and y'all knew something. And I thought I needed to listen to what y'all had to say, but y'all know what y'all talking about. So even though I say that, it doesn't matter what the age is. You know, there, there are multi-millionaires on here who are starting a business at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and they got something right. 
you could be in your 60s or 70s, you can learn from them. So you have to understand that you can learn from anybody. So could this be why God had a prosperous mind, a minded Moses included and, and included them and, uh, and had Moses include them in the book of Genesis? You can also learn about the millionaires of Genesis in some sacred writings, like read additional books of Egypt and Chalada and other nations, which flourished throughout the years before the times of Hebrews. And it, it, it wasn't until about the 12th chapter of Genesis and beginning with the story of Abraham does the literal history of the Bible begin. So you just got to do your research. Like, don't ever take my word for something. I'm just here to prompt you to go do some research, have some time with God in order for him to help you to become who he created you to be. And I didn't say it before I got on here, so I'm going to say it now and just ask God, just say a quick prayer to say, God, please bless and show and have show up who you need to show up so that they can get what you need them to get done and let all of this be for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So why call people millionaires? And, and, and I just thought this was interesting, guys, because we got to know, okay, so did this term and this word come from the world or did it come from the Bible? Or how is it being used? See, the word millionaire was apparently coined in French in 1719 by Stephen um, Finneman. This is according to my Google search, right? Because you can find so many different things. And they use it to describe speculators in the Mississippi bubble who earned millions of, of livers in weeks from the bubble burst. And then the ang and angelic Castilla, a millionaire, right, was used in 1786 by Thomas Jefferson while serving as minister to France. He wrote, the poorest laborer stood on the equal ground with the wealthiest millionaire. That's how they pronounced it back then, right? So Thomas Jefferson said it out of his mouth. This is how he used it in 1786 after it was used in 1719. And then in 1868, 1816, the first recorded in English, right, millionaire as a French term, was from Lord Byron. And then in print from Vivian Gray in a novel in 1826 by Benjamin Disrael. I probably messed all those names up, but I want you to understand the history of what you're saying and what you're doing because people just do things and say things because that's what they've been taught at their homes or in the schools and by, by generations. And we got to stop that. Like you got, you, you, you should just take the time to learn and understand why you're seeking something and why you're doing something. See, what is a millionaire? Millionaire is an individual whose net worth, and this is in today's time, right? Is an individual whose net worth or is a wealth is equal to or sees 1 million units of currency. So back then, and I talk about that in the first um the 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 gen the millionaires of Genesis back then it was cattle it was sheep and all of that that was the currency of that time the currency of this time is something completely different is money is bitcoins is um, NFTs is all of that stuff that people talk about today so you have to you have to be aware of what's happening during the season that you're in and as of December 2020 there were an estimated 46.8 million 
millionaires or high net worth individuals. That's what they're called also, high net worth individuals. United States has 18.6 million high, worth, high net worth individuals. 40% of them are that and the largest number of any country. And some millionaires and billionaires Here's the, the interesting thing that, because a lot of people think, oh, you're just in it for the money. What are you going to do with it? Uh, some of millionaires or billionaires, they don't even leave the bulk of their wealth to their descendants. Now, the Bible said leave an inheritance to your children's children's children. So with that comes the responsibility to teach them about money and how money works and and how to use it and, and, and to operate in God's purpose. So guys, we are tasked with doing something beyond collecting things and getting wealthy. There's a reason why God wants us to do all of this stuff. And those are the things that, you know, we want to share with you and also see what your thoughts and your take is on that as well. And a lot of them use it for philanthropy, to give back, to help. So I want you to not think of like, because if you're that person who's like, yeah, these rich people suck. Yeah, these rich people, y'all, they want to do is steal your money, take your money. Like, who taught you that? Or you grew up and you, you had that saying, money don't grow on trees. Like, all of that stuff that you were taught, that you hear, that you say, that you repeat from the news, from people around you, that becomes who you are. And that those sayings and those things are the things that stop you from becoming who God created you to be. See, is every person proper prosperous like Adam? Yes, they are. Adam and the creation story, it symbolized that every person that had that everybody has that heritage which God bestowed upon Adam, he bestowed it upon us, but so many people miss out on it because they don't take the time to do the research for themselves and to understand what God want want them to have. And you'll find this, you know, the reason why we're studying Genesis is because that's where it starts. That's where everything is right there when it shows you that. And if you read it, read the Bible and you study it and you carefully to discover the creation, the prosperity story and the lavishness of God and why he created stuff and why he got it things started the way he did, you'll begin to deprogram yourself of the thought pattern that people have put in you. And trust me, I have been there myself before. So I'm not preaching to the choir, as they say, as we do this, it's helping us to learn, it's helping us to grow, it's helping us to get better. So those are the things that we want to help you to do as well. See, after the world was gradually created by God and he gave us all this lavish abundance, then Jehovah created man in his own image and as a spiritual being. So think about it, if you got kids, and they're created in your image, don't you expect them to have certain things act, you know, act a certain way. I always tell, you know, my nieces and nephews, like you, you're McReynolds, you carry that McReynolds name. They're like, there's a certain way you need to act. There's a certain things that you need to do. There, there's a way you like, that's important. It's like your teams, you guys will put on the jerseys for a football or basketball or sports team. And you put that on with pride. So what if you put on with pride, 
God, the armor of God and what he says that you should be and you should have. It says in, in Genesis 1, 26, 28, man was given dominion over this world of abundance. He was like here, like you do with your kids, like you give them your first car. Remember when my dad gave me my first car and he's like, here, baby, I want you to have this. And I, it was, he would get a new car every four years and he took very good care of them. But if he was the wealth of wealthiest, I know he would have been like, okay, baby, we're going to the lot. You pick out whatever car you want. I want you to have the best of the best because that's the kind of man that he was. And I tell the story often. Uh, my dad's been dead for, I don't know, about 30 something years. And he literally off a $36,000 salary had did the right things with the money, had the right discipline that he left an inheritance to his children, like fifth generations down, his children's 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 children. And that's love. That's sacrifice. That's not him not doing and having some of the things that he probably wanted to have. And I remember the conversations that he had with me about when I left home at 19, he was saying, you know, I'll never forget it. We're standing on the steps and, you know, he had little tears coming down and it was six of us. And, and um, I was number five and I have a younger brother who's like 16 years younger than me, but I'll never forget him saying, baby, when you go out into this world, I want you to figure it out a way to never, he said, never give your life to a company for 40 plus years. Like I did. He said, your daddy, has managed to, you know, own his home. When my dad died, he had about $400 worth of debt because he always paid it off at the end of the month and he died on the 27th of the month. So he didn't live long enough to get it all paid off or he would have. Um, the house was paid for and he's like, I provide, he said, my house is paid for. And this was probably at like, um, maybe six or seven years before he passed away. He said, my house is paid for uh, you always. He said, I want you to go out there. I want you to take risks. I want you to do things that most people will never even think about. What, like he said, either start your own business or get into politics. I'm like, definitely not politics. And, and he said, figure out a way to work for yourself and don't give your life to, to anyone else. He said, I want that for you. And then he also says, see, here's the peace that even your earthly father will give you that your heavenly father has given you also. He also said, and, and think about this, I'm talking over 35, 36, 40, almost 40, yeah, something years ago, 30 something years ago, I still remember that conversation. Why do I remember that conversation? Because it had an impact on my life. It had an impact on my decisions. I knew, he said, I, I, he said, I want you to know that you will make mistakes. Things might not go the way that you want them to go, but always know you always have a home to come back to. God is saying the same thing to you. You always have him to go to. So no matter what you're going through, because business has a way of just crumbling you up and spitting you out, right? And if you let it, it will, it will beat you up so bad that you will just quit. 
I, I talked to you guys about in 2008 when I lost everything and I just quit and I quit for a year and a couple months. And that conversation that I'm talking about with my dad, that conversation with God, that looking in the mirror and having those mirror moments that I talked about, it brought me back to reality, to who I was created to be, who I am a child of. And, and with that being said, I'm like, yo, what are you doing? What are you doing settling when something was already given to you, when it was put into you to do something great, to be something great, to help people, to make a difference, go live your calling because God got you. And even in this sense, like even my, my earthly father still has me because you know, even though I have a home, if I ever needed a home to go to, I always have our family home that we can go back to. And I'm sharing this with you guys because I don't know where you're at in life. I don't know where you're at in business. Maybe you want to get started, but you're afraid to. Maybe you're at the brinks of quitting. And if I could just get you not to quit and say, okay, God, I hear you this message. Because if you're listening to this, he's speaking to you. He wants you to know that he has you and that he will take care of you and he will provide for you. He said, if I take care of the birds and I feed them, what makes you think that I wouldn't take care of you? So these are the things that you have to understand. See, symbolically speaking, he would not lose have been considered a rich millionaire. That's Adam that we're talking about. From the dust of the earth from which Adam was formed symbolized the rich, radiant, unlimited substance of which the whole universe was formed. So if I come from the rich, radiant, unlimited substance, if you come from the rich, radiant, unlimited substance, why are you going to let somebody who said no to your business stop you from doing what you where you came from, becoming who you came from? Like if you were like the Rockefellers or the wealthiest, the Bill Gates and all of that in the world, and you're their children, you're like, I, my daddy is wealthy. My daddy's a billionaire. You, there are rights that come with that. But I'm, I'm telling you all that your your biggest daddy, your biggest father, the Abba, the the greatest one, that's who got you. That's who is protecting you. So you have to understand that and it will change your mind and free you more than anything that I could ever tell you can free you. We have that prosperous heritage. So here are some of the prosperity lessons that you can learn from Adam. Number one, okay, so these are things, I told you now what to do. I'm going to tell you some of the things that he did that you don't want to fall into. These are lessons that you can learn. See, he misused his powers and fell from his heritage of vast abundance. So what does that mean? Like, you know, that means you could be full of your ego. I've been there before. Uh, That means that you can, you know, not properly manage your money. I've been there before and you lose businesses, you know, or you lose your stuff because you didn't do the right things or your business can be... like it like all of that stuff can happen so you need to understand that don't misuse your powers don't think you're my dad used to always say you're not better than anyone and no one's better than you and he taught us what he knew to teach us you just go outwork them you show up before they show up you you stay uh after they stayed and you get things done and see just that that right there is what helped me to rebound and to be able to create six figures in like six months, the very first time I did it after being in business for 13 years. So 
what are you doing? Like, are you doing some of these things? What else? Here's what else you can learn from Adam. He dwelled upon a belief of evil, lack and limitation. So do you find yourself saying, man, they ain't gonna never let me do nothing. I can't have that. I didn't come from this. Here's the neighborhood I grew up. I'm a man. I'm a woman. I'm black. I'm I'm young. I'm old. Like what excuse are you getting? Or I don't have any money, right? Or I need to work it out. Like, no, you go, you need to go to God and you'd be like, okay, God, here's what your word said. And here's, you know, you asked me to have the vision, not, and you will provide the, the, the provision for it. You, you, you asked me to believe for it. You didn't ask me to pay for it. So I'm believing that I need to go get training or I want to, this building and I want to do it without debt. I was having that conversation with uh, one of my uh, salespeople today. We were talking about debt and, you know, will I be teaching people how to like fund their business? I said, absolutely, but not the way the world teaches them because God teaches us debt is not, you know, being debt to no man. And there's a reason why that that happens. And that's a whole nother topic that we can't even get into right now, but make a decision. Like if you go in, go all in, make a decision that you're going to live life the way God says you should live it and make a decision. You're going to build a business from the biblical principles and the way that he said, build it. And guess what, guys, it may take some time to get to the point where you have abundance and you have what the world calls millions and it's showing up in your life. But every single day, just ask yourself, are you growing? Are you better than you were yesterday? Are you better than you were an hour ago? Do you see growth? Do you see things happening? Because See, he's, he also says, wait, be patient in your waiting, be patient for what happened because his word cannot come back void. I mean, like, look, they, they wandered through the desert for 40 years, which was like a two week trip. It, but they needed to learn some stuff like a lot, like if God would have put millions in, in some people's hands, it would be gone. This is why they say people win the lottery and they become million instant millionaires, you know, Proverbs that they, you become wealthy instantly. It would dwindle away. It goes away. So don't get caught up in what you don't have. Don't get caught up in comparing yourself to the next person, because you might be comparing your chapter one with their chapter 30. You don't know where they're at in their life, in their business. So just run your course, stick with your course. Genesis 32 and 23 said he was kicked out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. Why We all know the story of why he got kicked out, right? So if you know that, don't repeat that in your way, in your life during this lifetime about business. See, Adam from that develop a hard work consciousness. And a lot of people have taken on that and they began to identify themselves with Adam. You know, perhaps you made mistakes in the same way Adam did. Like I just told you guys, some of my mistakes, perhaps you've been tempted to dwell upon a belief that lack and limitation 
is who you are because of what's in your bank account, because of what your education is, because of the color of your skin, because of your gender, because of the neighborhood you grew up in. Like all of that has been come and you speak that into, like whatever you speak and say it happens, you begin to say, oh, that can never happen for people like me from where I come from. Oh, I can't make that happen. Or I don't have the resources stop saying that start say it like i said at the beginning say it and then already know as soon as you say it it's already happened you're you're just make it going through the process it's, it's like when a, a woman gets pregnant right from the moment that she says i'm pregnant and she she knows that she's pregnant she hasn't birthed that child yet but she has absolute faith that that baby is going to show up and, and, and be here. That's the same kind of faith that you have to have when you say something about your business. See, the ground, if you found yourself tilling the ground from whence you came from or from Adam and how he did, you got to stop that thought pattern. The ground from which Adam was taken symbolized the substance. Hear me on this one because I'm going to dive into this, the substance of the universe and to till it means to begin using the world universal laws of becoming a millionaire, working hard for it. That is not God's wish for us, right? That is not what he wants us to do. The good news is that you don't have to remain in that hard work consciousness into which Adam fell into. And the reason why he fell into it, because he wasn't obedient and he didn't listen to God. He listened to another woman or it could be another man or whatever the case. You listen to other people instead of what the word of God says. So we're going to talk about how to emerge from that hard work consciousness and thinking that you have to come from the right background, the right people, the right sex, the right gender, the right color, all of that stuff has nothing to do with something that was already yours. It was already yours. So begin from this day forward, y'all. Can you promise me, put in the put in the chat and say, yes, I'm ready. Yes, I agree. Begin to use your mind to think and act prosperously from what God's word says. It, it See, this is the best part about it. You don't have to create anything. You don't have to have uh, an affirmation that someone made up or someone is saying, get you a scripture and say that scripture over and over and over again. And, and um, if you get a copy of this four in one planner here and you open this up, let's see if I can get to a page where it says right here, right here. You see right here, every single day you're writing down a scripture. So you're meditating. It, in the beginning, this is what this is for, is, is to help you build an abundant business and an abundant life. And it starts with God's words. So the more you write, see, say, and hear something, you begin to believe it. You begin to take it in. So you can start there with God's scripture, his words. You don't have to make it up. And even then, when you begin to teach it to other people, guess what? I don't even have to like, you know, everybody has these formulas for making things happen. Well, the Bible is the best formula. It it, it, it has outlasted any other book written. Like I have a book that I, I wrote, but the majority of the stuff that's in here came from the word. And when you do it that way, guess what? It will last the test of time. 
when you create the millions, when you create the business, it will last the test of times when it's done and tested by God's word and what he says that you should do. Is that making sense? I, it, it, has anyone had an aha moment? Let me know in the comments. So focus on evolving out of that hard work consciousness into a world of increasing abundance. And it's through your mind power that you can generate this radiant, luminous substance, which is the basis of your world. Like you had to understand where you come from. And it's through the, your mind that you can claim this. It begins like here. You have to claim it and then you have to say it. And the heritage that you have of that lavish abundance, like even the word Genesis, understand like we have a, our Genesis Academy. That's where I got the name from because it, became, it, it says you're, be, you're becoming or you're emerging. And so for a business owner, it's for people who are becoming, they're emerging. This means that you and I are in constant process of becoming or emerging as a radiant substance when we recognize it with our mind. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to understand that. And like, why call people a millionaire anyway? Have you ever thought that? You might be thinking like, why do people call people a millionaire? Why can't we just be satisfied with calling them a, potential, a potentially prosperous being? See, these are all the things that are meant to confuse you. Nothing about God is confusing. He is not the author of confusion. And so if you face the facts and the truth, honestly, most people seek unlimited stuff. They're always after stuff. It's all about the stuff. It's about the cars. It's about the homes. It's about the vacation. It's about all the stuff, the, the, the clothes and all the stuff that you accumulate, right? And it's... When I was just having a conversation with someone today and he was like, you know, I, I, it's kind of like, he's like, I just had a kind of aha moment. God said, if you seek him first, he will supply everything that you need. He will give you everything. And like, yeah, that's the truth. He will give you everything that you need. So you don't, instead of like trying to chase after a hundred different things, just, just, just follow God. Let him be the reason for the season that you go after. And guess what? As you do that, as you grow in him, as he reveals stuff to you, as he gets deep in you and you in him, all of that stuff will be added unto you, right? So there is no limit to what he can do. Nothing is impossible for him. He can satisfy even like what, whatever need, whatever crave, whatever you feel, whatever you want, whatever you desire, he can and will give that to you. He just tell you, seek him first, right? There's no limit to what he can provide for you. So I'm gonna share with you, you can take a screenshot of these, these four Bible verses just to kickstart you're studying about being prosperous and where it's coming from. Psalms 35, 27 says, let them shout for joy and rejoice who favor my vindications and let them say continually, continuously, like let them say continuously, the Lord be magnified who delights, like he who delights in the prosperity of his servant. He like, he rejoices when you get it. He's like, dang, it's the same thing. Like if you keep telling your child something and they don't get it. It and they finally get it and start doing the right things, you be excited about 
about that. So can you imagine how our heavenly father feel when we finally get it? He'd be like, yo, my baby got it. Like I'm excited about that. In Isaiah 48, 17, thus said the Lord, your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit. I'm the one who teaches you to profit. Like, it's not me. It's not Joe Schmo, this guru. This No, it's the God who teaches you to profit. When you understand and get that, you know, like, if, okay, so if it says in the word that God is teaches you who to profit, it ain't nothing wrong with profiting, right? So when you feel in that way, you got to get those thoughts out of you, you. And it goes on to say, who leads you in the way you should go? He's going to lead you. He's going to direct your paths and direct your steps. And Haggai 2, 2 and 8, it says, if the silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. Like everything is his already. But guess what? He wants to share it with you. He created this earth to like give everybody, everything that he had to be like that. Like I'm getting chills just saying that. Like you got to understand who your daddy is, as I always say, right? And Hebrews 13 and 5 say, let your conversation be without covenants and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so basically what that's saying to you guys that He's going to provide a lavish universe of unlimited substance to you. And if you're in that covenant, you, you, you don't want to envy something or strongly desire to have something because you can have these things and be seen and be this person or that person. That's not what this is about. You have a loving father thought and you got to think on his thoughts and why he wants you to be prosperous and to know that he provides a lot he he already provided a lavish universe of a limited substance meaning you can have it all he wants you to get it all he gave us permission to ask him for what he want that what we want but he put a prerequisite with it just like if your child wants to you know, go to a college or get a car or move out or do something, you give them a prerequisite of the things that you feel that they need to have in order to move to that next level. That's the same thing God said in Matthew 6, 3, 3, guys, this sums it up. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things. He didn't say some things. He said, and all things will be added to you. So you don't have to seek and be and desire and, and lust after or be jealous of or envy to someone else creating success or what they have or talk about something or someone or be a hater about something. All of that is, is keeping you away or feel that you're not qualified or you're not worthy all of that is keeping you away from what God has for you, right? God is just as much a provider for his children as he is a healer. Uh, a, a lot of churches don't talk about this, right? But this is the truth. I'm not saying this from me saying it. I'm saying it from his word saying it. The Lord can provide for you. It's just as much in a biblical promise as the Lord can heal you. If you can believe him for healing and you seek him and you know that he will heal you or that he will keep you from being sick, he will also keep you from poverty. He will also keep you from being poor. He will also keep you from being 
homeless. He will also keep your business going. He will keep it thriving. He will keep it, you know, going through the phases to get to where a point in your life where you you should begin well like when you start you don't have any worries but you know that you've done all you can and all you needed to do and you have that inheritance for your children's children there's so much peace in your life as you're accumulating that and making that because you know that you're doing it from the way that god say do it so don't focus on lack anymore that's the whole point of this i don't want you to focus on lack i don't want you to focus on excuses i don't i don't want you to focus on reasons why you can't i don't want you to focus on your bank account i want you to make that decision that you can have whatever you want just seek him first think on these things you gotta add in order to it's kind of like that onion, right? You got to peel back the layers of, of everything that you're talking about or thinking so that you can get to the root of where that came from and then you can change it, right? So if you're afraid of being a millionaire, if you're afraid of being uh, having a business, if you're afraid of being wealthy, somebody somewhere planted that seed in you. So in order for you to unleash in your own life that abundance that is yours by divine right, the way God God said it should be, you got to peel back the layers of that onion and figure out where did this thought process come from. So that means that if you pick up the book, the Bible, and you start reading it and you get around other people who think like you, who want uh, what you want, who have more than what you want, you can have the freeness to have these conversations. And it's through these conversations and saying and then talking about it and meditating on God's word and praying to him and believing in him and having the faith in him that you can become who you were created to be. In any event, you want to have no psychological blocks against the word millionaire, against becoming rich. Just stay in the will of God and life will begin to change for you. So the biblical word for wealth, the biblical word that describes wealth is often listed in terms of substance. So when you hear that word substance, I want you to understand the word substance. That's what we call like that magical word for wealth that they used in biblical times, the wealth of Abraham. So I'm going to share with you some scriptures where it talks about the substance so that you can understand. And then we're going to get, we're going to take it to the scripture that talks about how you, you know, the substance of things hold for, right? So the wealth of Abraham and Lot was described. Their substance was great in Genesis 13 and 6. Joseph's wealth was described. He, King Pharaoh, made him Joseph, Lord of his house and ruler of all his substance, right? Psalms 50, uh, 105, 21. Job's vast wealth was described in terms of substance in Job 1. David appointed stores to take care of all of the substance these are things. This is all the stuff that you're like putting in front of God when it was all given to you, right? In First Chronicles 28 and 1, Solomon advised his followers, honor Jehovah with thy substance, with the first fruit of thy increase, so that thy shall thy um thy so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy vast shall overflow with new wines. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. See, the Bible speaks of giving King Hezekiah very much substance in 2 Chronicles 32, 29. And the prophet made a great 
prosperity statement. Even when he said in just, I am becoming rich. I have find, found me out substance. Like, are you getting this? Hosea 12, 8 says, Jesus described the poverty that came from the prodigal son when he wasted his substance and, and, and righteous living. And that's in Luke 5, 13, um, 15, 13. So guys, Right there, this is where you want to get your knowledge and your information from biblical principles, right from the word, like God inspired all of this in the Bible. This is his words. Even Jesus manifested, manifested substance. The millionaires of the Bible time knew that substance was the basis of all their wealth. And you need to know that and understand that, receive that and accept that and become that. They knew how to mold it into prosperous results through their thoughts, through their words and their actions. I'm going to say that again a little slower. It They knew how to mold it into prosperous results through their what? Thoughts. Say it with me. Put it in the comments. Thoughts through words and through action. That's what it takes. That has nothing to do with tilling the land. For instance, the Hebrews worked long, long and hard to get into the promised land of uh, Canaan. Mystically, okay, the word Canaan means ram of substance. So you got to like peel back the layer of the onions to figure out why all of these things are said, how it relates to you. Even Jesus manifested substance, right? He had instant loaves of fish. We know the story. His first miracle, instant wine, instant tax money. Like, you know, should we pay taxes? He like, yeah, give Caesar what's Caesar, but I ain't paying for it. It's already paid for, right? Go, go open that fish mouth and get that money out of there. That's how you got to start thinking about your business. You know, yes, okay, you want to you want an online business, you want an offline business. You, so if it's offline and you need a building, you need to see that building that you, you need to see the location in the building. Not only you got to speak it and say what you want, but also start seeing it like I, it's debt free. It's already mine. Why should I have to pay for something that's already mine? Like, this is what you have to start saying. Does it mean that like, see, so when money like flows and transfers and goes, it's just, it's just, it's just paper. It's just recycling, right? It's just all recycling and it's going through. You don't, you're not paying for that. Like, I, this is what I want you to get out of your mind. You don't have to work to pay for it. You have to believe for it. And then you're believing for it. Your actions and your activity will represent you feeling confident and comfortable and making phone calls, calling people that you want to help, sharing with people about your business, being 100% confident that you're not taking anything away from them. You're not bothering them. You're not disturbing them. You're just speaking your thoughts, your words and actions. And you're just taking what was already given to you, was already promised to you because he says seek him first and he'll give you everything that you ask for, right? So if you're thinking about how do I claim my millionaire heritage? Or you're possibly, perhaps you're thinking about what does the subject of substance have to do with one millionaire's heritage? When you understand, I need you to understand the nature of substance, of wealth, and, and most importantly, of faith and how all of this is all tied together. Because the better you're able to, to understand that, 
you'll get what you desire. You'll get what's in your heart. And, and, and every phase of your life, as you grow, just like a little kid grows, you know, at first they can't, all they can do. We always say little babies are so boring. What do they do? They eat, they sleep, they drink, you know, and you change their diaper. Right. And then they get to the point where, you know, about 90 days later, they're cooing. And then, you know, when they get like six to 12 months, they start walking. And then when they get like two or three, they start talking. So they're going through all of those phases. Those are the same phases that you're going to go through as you build your business, as you learn God's word, you're going to get stronger in it as you go through it, as you meditate it. That's why you got to meditate it on a day and night. That's why you got to feed your child day and night. You can't just be like, yo, I'm, I'm going to come back and I'm going to feed you once you you grown. Because right now I don't have time to go through all these stages with you. No, you wouldn't like who would do that? You know, you you picking a baby up and you're teaching them how to walk and they fall down and you pick them back up and you teach them how to walk. Would you ever be like, you'll never walk. You suck. You're the worst baby ever. No. So why do you do that to yourself? Why do you why do you beat yourself up? up about a business that's not where you need it to be when you haven't even went through kindergarten with that business yet. Some of you haven't even, you know, planted that seed and impregnated that, you know, baby yet. That's your business. So this is what you, these are the things and the thoughts that I want you to start having. And once you start having those thoughts and knowing that they're coming from the word, you could take what I'm saying and you can go back it up with scripture, take the scripture, and then you could start meditating. And guess what, guys, you, you got that connection with God. You, you know, as soon as you accept him, he, he gives you the helper, the Holy spirit and, and all together, you know, all oh, y'all start working together. I wake up in the morning. Y'all hear me say it all the time. Okay, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. What we got to do today? What you need me to make happen today? How, how, what, 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 where are we at? What we got? What we got going on? That's how you have to become. But don't ever compare where you're at with where someone else is at. What someone that's covenants. You don't want to do that. So remember that when you hear you're saying, but I can't, but they have, but that, but not like, no, don't do that. Or you get jealousy or you get envy and you don't do that. This will stop you from creating that business that you desire. See all the substance out, uh, all of the substance out of which your home your friends, your health, your wealth are made is within you. You were born with it and it's all around you, right? You got, when you understand it and you know that it's just like, okay, you grab it, you, you think it, you say it, it happens. You think it, you say it, you have, you know how many business I've faithed it, I've said it and it happened. How many times like we were doing something, I said it, it happened. Like I'm telling you now that you know this, think bigger. If you're thinking and your business is in the realm of just what God, I mean, what you said God, to help you with you, he gave you everything. You got to seek him more. That means that you're not seeking him enough to know what he wants to provide. If your dream and your thinking is small, you need to understand how big your God is. You got to just meditate on him. Get in the word, read the Bible from front to back, understand read it like a novel, like a book, just read it all the way through. You know how many, like, it just amazes me sometimes. There's, there's preachers who haven't even read the whole word all the way through. They're still repeating what generations have said. You 
got to get in there and read that word. And then, yes, are you going to study different subjects as you go through? Yes. I like I'm so grateful when we were coming up building our financial service, we had uh, a mentor who actually in the in his early 20s. So this was, I, I don't know, probably some 50 something years ago. He had created millions in his early 20s. But here's what he taught us. And it was invaluable. See, God will put the right people around you. He taught us, number one, to read a proverb every single day. It's, it's 30. So 30 days, you read a proverb. It's February. You read two, depending on leap year. You might have to read three. But every single month, 30 proverbs, 30 days, read them, right? Uh, number two, he had us read the entire Bible from front to back. And how we did that, depending on the version you have, we divided the amount of uh, pages by 365, right? And so we would read like six to seven pages a day, depending on which version you were reading. And that means you could read three in the morning, three at night, meditate on the word and, you know, all day and all night, you, you, you get through the Bible. And I'm telling you, I, I probably did that, I don't know, maybe five or six times that I've read the Bible from the front to the back. Time I read it, I hear something different. I learn something new and it, it gets in you. And so those are the things that you want to start doing about like people don't talk to you. There's very, you know, I know like Myron Golden, he definitely has this and some other people that they'll talk to you and they bring Bible into business. But guys, that's how it should be for everybody. That's what we want to help you to do. So it begins to manifest for you when you recognize it and call upon it for help. You have to understand that and you have to make that happen. And you have to understand how to claim your millionaire um, heritage in the word substance and understand that with that which stands under, okay, this is what it means, that which stands under all visible forms of life and, and metaphysicians have, metaphysicians have described it as the body of God out of which all things are formed through the action of the mind. Everything is formed through the action of the mind. This camera that I'm looking into and talking to you from, it was a thought in someone's mind before it became reality on social media, that it was a thought in somebody's mind before it became a reality. This chair that I'm sitting in, these glasses that I have, everything was a thought in somebody's mind before it became a reality. And that's the same way that you want to build your business and your life. Why haven't more people become wealthy if they're surrounded by all of this, you might say, even filled with the rich substance of the universe? Because substance is passive. That means you got to go get it. It's like that introvert. Like I say, I'm an introvert, but I take action. You got to go get your blessings. I think it was Mary Mary and them had that song, Go Get Your Blessing. It waits for you to deliberately take action to mold it and to shape it through your prosperous thoughts, words, and actions. It is there waiting for you to say, yo, God, I'm seeking you. And here's what I desire. Because he's like, what do you want? What is it that you want? I've been giving you everything you need. Now, what do you want? You're seeking me. You got this. What do you want? I will give it to you. The same way if your child 
was acting up in school or doing something and you said, if you can get through this day or through this year, you don't act up, you don't get in trouble, I'm going to reward you. I'm going to send you on a trip. I'm going to do all of this. These are the things that God wants to do for you and to make that happen. So go create a successful business. Go create that wealth through your words, through your faith, through declaring it with spoken words, through asking for it, through believing it's already there before you get it. See, it's rich ideas, not hard work that brings fortune. If you have been one of those well-meaning people who have gotten into the old Adam consciousness of hard work, thinking that to be your salvation from lack, or if you are erroneously believe that hard work alone will bring you riches, you are in for a pleasant surprise. And remember at the beginning, I told you, if you stick around to the end, I'm going to share something with you that to me, when I saw it, it, it was still mind boggling, but it didn't oh, like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. See, wealth, especially vast wealth, rarely comes as the result of a backbreaking work. Like think about all the people who are billionaires today and how they got started. It wasn't backbreaking work. It was from a thought. It was from an idea. It was from a belief. It was from faith. Fortunes are the results of rich ideas like social media, uh, like, you know, the internet, the computer, all of that thoughts, Amazon thoughts, right? The idea that that can help you experience increased wealth in the idea of substance. I was uh, scrolling through or it popped up on my Instagram, but I thought this gentleman right here was an ideal example of 2022, 2021, even in the midst of everything that's happening that took a rich idea not hard work, and it brought him fortune. And some of you might have seen him, but I just thought it was I, it, like, okay, he was 21 years old. Well, he is 21 years old. And he lost his job during the COVID-19 pandemic in March uh, last year. And had, well, yeah, I guess that would be last year at that time. And uh, he had been propelled into millionaire status after he, he got success on social media in TikTok. Uh, and I'm probably his name is Kaban Kabi Lame. He nobody knew about him 18 months ago. Now he's a household name in the Generation Z world. Okay, so Generation Z, if you have children who are grandchildren of that age, ask them what the Generation Z world is. He has boasted over 100 million TikTok followers, and this makes him the second most followed account in the world. And so Mr. Lane has a net worth of between 1.3 million and 2.7 million that he's accumulated in a year's time. And this TikTok sensation was originally from West Africa, country of Senegal, and had moved into the northern uh, Italian industrial town of Shavasso, uh, where he lost his job as a factory worker in March of 2020. Even his dad, like, said, get offline and go get a job and get away from that TikTok. But because of his idea, and I think what he did, he was like, you know, uh, doing parodies of people who were complaining and doing all of that stuff. And, and now he's a millionaire. It was, it was an idea. 
<laughs> he didn't work hard for that. He came up with an idea, y'all. It's ideas that changes things. Substance loved to be recognized. It loved to work for us. It just worked for him. When Jesus said, go get that the money at the fish's mouth, go feed, like it worked for him. These were ideas. Everything he has in his roots is divine substance with ancient and biblical teachings. You have to understand that. And just, you know, if you find yourself working hard, nothing's going right. Ask yourself, are you relying on the Bible for that thought? Or are, are you are you trying to work hard for it? This has been a secret fit for millionaires throughout the ages. You got to understand that even Eve, the allegoric millionaires, started out rich, right? She started out in a garden where everything was provided for her, but she ended up poor. See, we wonder how you end up poor. You wonder how uh, nothing seems to go right and go your way. It's because of your thinking. Whatever you say, it happens because she misused her feelings. You misuse your feelings or you're in your feelings. And because of all of that, all of this stuff starts to, to happen to you. And you got to get it out of the, the, the process of where it's happening to you and it starts happening for you not because of you but because god said that's the way it's going to be see everybody started out rich and not everyone needs to end up poor and you don't have to have that when you dare to recognize who your daddy is and call forth the divine substance as the root of the wealth, your health, your living, your joy, your happiness, and everything you want. You can increase it in the amount of what you want and desire as, you're, as you begin to grow daily and declare it. And those divine substances, the one and only reality in your financial affairs from this moment. Like you have to say, no, it's not that job. It's not that customer. It's not that vendor. It's not the internet. It's not, none of this stuff brings me wealth. None of this stuff provides for me. I, I have one provider and one supplier and that's God. Now he's using these people to help to get you and me where we need to go, but he is your source. None of them are your source. And once you get that and you understand that your life will begin to change. So persist, make it a decision Go for it and recognize what your divine substance and the foundation of your wealth and manifest it. Go get your blessing because faith is, okay? It starts with faith, y'all, in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is the substance, okay? You hear that word again? Substance, what we just talked about of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You don't have to see it. You don't, your bank account doesn't have to say it. Your building or your house, none of that, whatever you have, none of those things don't matter because faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things. He said, you don't, you don't have to physically see it. You, you know what I always say? You got to see it before you seize it. You have to faith it before you have it. The Bible says that faith it's the substance of things you hope for. In other words, faith brings those things, those substance into your life. Substance means that which stands under. It's like the foundation of things holding you up. And then faith is the foundation for what we hope, the foundation for our relationship with God and everything that it applies within his purpose. Faith is the very beginning of everything that really matters to us spiritually. 
And what does the word say? And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. He, am I saying it again? Hebrews 11, 6, man, he said, I, he will reward those who seek him. So start with seeking God first and he will reward you and you will get better. And this is why it's important for us to study the Bible for prosperity, for health, for living life in the book of Genesis and the entire Bible. This is where you should go to, to learn how to get it done, how to make it happen. Genesis means to begin, to initiate, to take action to the first step or getting something going. This is why we have Genesis Academy. This means that this is where you're going to begin, whether you are already in business and you don't have an idea of like how to get your mind to that next level. Those are the things that we talk about is to create. So we want to help you create the right thoughts of everything that you need. So in the Bible, the millionaires of Genesis that we're going to be going through in this series, we talked, we just talked about Adam. There is going to be Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, you know, and, and on and on and on become, they came, became rich through deliberacy is deliberate thought using the power of prosperous thinking. There's there's nothing new about this success philosophy. It was known and was taught in ancient times. Abraham learned it from the affluent Babylons. Uh, while he lived in the city of Europe, he passed it on to his descendants. Uh, he got a lot of the information from God. God, like sometimes we're sitting around and we're like, okay, God, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you to, you, you know, tell me the next move or what to do. Like he already told you. He, that's why you got to go read the word, right? He already told you what you need to do. You just got to get up and do it. And it's seeking him and studying his word and reading his word. So like, if you take two, three, four hours of your day and give it to God, not just on Sunday, right? That This should become a daily habit. When you wake up in the morning, give God your first hours so your day is prepared before you go to bed at night. Give God your last hours during your afternoon. Give like If you look at some of our smartphones, it'll tell us how much time that we've spent on social media. I challenge you to ask yourself, have you logged into social media and spent more time on social media and given more time to scrolling, liking, sharing, looking, um, gossiping, and all of that other stuff than you have in God's word? Which one have you given the most time to? Now, you'll see on my page, I it, it, like if you're following me on social media, I probably post now about eight to 10 times a day, but guess what? It takes me maybe three to five hours to sit down, post everything for the entire week. And it's done in one day, time blocked out, which you, you find that inside of here. That is the preparation because that's the key to success. So I don't have to be on there. So I don't have to spend my time doing that. So I'm not there thinking of a thought and then posting it. It's all pre-done. Those are the things that we teach you as you go through our academy so you can get your time back. So then you can take your time. See, when you're free, 
When you have all the wealth that you need and you're free, not only in your mind, but in your money and your time and all of that, and you have that millionaire conscious and it's already developed just like the great people of Genesis and it's a, it was available to them and it's available to you, it's available to all of us today, that gives you more time to spend with God because in the beginning, you, you, you were just like, okay, what do I do? But you just got to keep running your race, keep going after the prize. He will begin to he he will give you that because he has to. He said that Deuteronomy 8 and 8, as we end this, God says, but thou shall remember the Lord thy God, for it is he who giveth the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. See, that's his covenant. So make sure that you join us for this discussion each week in the first quarter of 2022, when we dive deep into a different millionaire or billionaire of the first woman millionaires of the Bible, how you can capitalize on what they did or any troubles that you may be facing today or the world is facing, how you can have an idea that will change situations and you can learn how to create the will to act with confidence and create a passion product or service or business. See, that's what this is about. It's about speaking something from passion, from love, from God, like you know, it's not like work when you're doing this. You get to uncover your list of reasons why you can't break through. Understand what's stopping you, what's holding you back, and then make some decisions. Are you coachable, teachable, and reachable? Are you willing to be inspired by the word of God and the and the mentors that you have to help you? Are you determined to be disciplined and have the fortitude to do the hard things and work on yourself? See, this is the hard work that we're talking about. It's not the physical work is the mental work that you have to work on and change what you say, what you think, and what you do and help yourself to become uncomfortable, to become comfortable with being uncomfortable as you begin to separate yourself from how the world does stuff and start doing things how God say it should be done. See, when you do that, you're going to clear your path for your greatness, for you to birth, to become blazing through. It's just like it when you're delivering that baby, you can imagine that child is coming through. The, the doctors had to get every, and the nurses, they had to get the operating room ready. They, you know, when, when my niece um, had her baby early, they came in there and they're like, okay, we're going, we got to deliver now. All right, uh, put this on. We got to clean that room up. Then they start shaving her down there. All of this was like, all right, the baby's about to come. We got to get like, this is how you got to think of your drink. You got to get all of that stuff, shave all of that, you know, baggage and everything that you showed up with in the moment that you realized that you were meant for something greater, for something better. All you got to peel back all of those onions so you can get to the core of who you were born to be and determine, right? Determine, be determined, y'all, that you're going to be the best at it. Whatever you do, be determined. God, you like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be the best at it. I'm going to be able to help people. I'm going to be able to do what you need me to do because I want to hear those words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And you got to fall in love with the process of letting God direct your steps, letting God mold you and letting your life no longer be about you, but letting it be about God. So join us next week as we look at Abraham 
as the next millionaire of the book of Genesis. And again, guys, if you got value from this today, I want to invite you to join us in either our membership program or our academy. You can go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com, download the free report. Once you download that free report, you're going to be take, you know, put into our email list and on there, you, in our email family, I should say, and on there, you'll have a chance to see what we do, what we have, what we offer, and book a call with us, book a strategy session where we can literally walk you through everything that you need to know, answer questions that you have, learn about you, learn about your business, see where you're at and help take you to where you want to go, but most importantly, where God needs you to go. So be an action taker. I just talked about that. You take action. I'm proud of you for taking that. If you just go to Bible Business Academy right now, put that in, it dings to my phone. It lets me know who comes in, when they come in, and no matter where you're at, no matter if you're just beginning on your um, business path or you've already been on there, let's have a conversation. We're here to 100% support you from the word of God. You can count on that to make it happen. We also want to uh, give you some gifts, help you with the training and be there with you nonstop to make that happen. So guys, I hope you got value out that. If you got questions, if you haven't dropped them in the comments, go ahead and drop those in there. I'm going to head over there in a second, but you can also guys text me at one Bible biz or call us. That will ring right to our phone and uh, we will either answer it or get right back to you. Or you can email us at info at kathymcreynolds.com. Don't forget to go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com, join our membership program or join our academy. And let's get you living in your truths and becoming all that God created you to become. So I'm going to see if we have any chats over here. And I see one, but I, okay. All righty. Well, we don't have anything. I see a couple people on here, and I know we're on a slight delay, but if you have any questions um, or any comments, I'll give you a few seconds to go ahead and um, put those up. And while we're waiting on that, I also want to say again, you can go and download your free report at How to Grow a Business with Biblical Principles at BibleBusinessAcademy.com. You can also head over to Believe and Grow Rich and you can order our four-in-one planner. It's our planner, it's our devotional, and it's also for connections. It's for everything that you need to make your business happen. And you can get that at believeandgrowrich.org. And you can also, y'all, grab a copy, a free copy, if you go through us at biblebusinessacademy.com. And you see right here, that's where you can see that at. You can go grab a, a copy of that. And get this book for free. We'll ship it to you. We, you just have to cover the shipping and handling for that. Or you can go to Amazon and get all of these things and they can help you out. So don't forget, join our membership, join our academy. You can do that at BibleBusinessAcademy.com. And I don't, oh, um, Okay, so we got we we do have uh Kenneth Bell. Kenneth Bell said great presentation. You thank you. It's all in God, and we appreciate you. Kenneth has been one of our students for um a couple of years now, so we are excited. Um, 
And we're just here to help y'all. We're just here to make a difference and make things happen. So thank you for that. And I don't see anything else on here. So I'm going to leave you with this, y'all. Join our membership. Join our academy. You can start by getting our free um, download that we give you or get our free book. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Talk to you later. Have a great day. See ya.